You're listening to Good Lad Unscripted with your host. <laughs> Welcome back to the Good Lad Unscripted podcast. I'm Terry Goodlad, and today I have my beautiful wife as my co-host. My, my beautiful wife is the one that was laughing and during the intro at me. <laughs> because that was so silly. It was. Uh, we, we did a whole bunch of, of takes of that, I guess. And, and that was. And you used that and one. And that was an outtake and I used that one. Yeah. The other ones were good, but they just, this Thanks one was the lot. best. It's just your personality. Uh, today we're going to talk about, uh, now the title of this, I haven't told you this yet, but I'm, I'm, I'm titling this uh, My Hippie Wife. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> no, I, I, you know, lightheartedly tease you for being my hippie wife, right? Because, right. Uh, because you've always been that kind of a person that takes a natural approach to, to healing in the environment and stuff like that, which is important stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which, uh, you know, where I come from, you know, I'm a meat and potatoes kind of guy, you know, <laughs> pie and cake and stuff like that, right? And of course... Raised in a barn. In my, yeah, <laughs> raised in a barn. Uh, and in my younger days, you know, it didn't really matter because I was a very active guy. You know, I'm still very, very active. But uh, what happened is after I met you, you know, I started to I was having some heart issues and stuff like that and ended up in the hospital uh, a couple times. And uh, <laughs> and that's where. OK, I'm going to make a point. It, it took that for him to listen to me. Yes. <laughs> And like, how you, come guys are so stubborn? We're, well, we're kind of doing this podcast <laughs> because there's so many of your friends that have said to you, "How do I get him to change? How do I get? How right. do I get my husband to listen and change?" Right, because my husband has health problems, but he doesn't want to change how he eats. Right. So what I decided is that they probably should they they probably should hear from you. <laughs> Because you were the most stubborn person. Put it on my shoulders, right? <laughs> you were the most stubborn person for like four years. Except I, for you. <laughs> for like four years, I tried to get you to eat. You know what it is? So it's, it's a cultural thing and it's kind of a guy thing. Like, you know, guys have their steaks and their burgers and whatever they have, right? And that's just kind of like your, you know, we don't, we don't have tofu burgers. It's part of your identity. Right. You lose your man card, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and, and I mean, I'm 59 years old. I was raised in that time where that's what men did, right? Right. And, uh, and, and so it's just part of that uh, culture, subculture, or whatever it is, you know, it's that period of time, right? And where I was raised, I was raised in a prairie province, you know, a farming province, and my grandfather had a farm, and that's just what you ate, you know? Right. Makes sense. And yeah. so you don't want to depart from that. And, and, uh, and then I got into powerlifting and bodybuilding. And of course, you ate like a horse and, you know. Just to of, keep up yeah, with yeah, the just, exercise. Just the yeah. calories, you know, right. get the calories in, right? And then later on in life, I started to have issues with, you know, my joints were hurting a lot. And, um, you know, I was getting lots of swelling, found out that I had congestive heart failure. Uh, mm-hmm. And so there was, had some serious problems. And, and for me, when I hit that rock bottom, because even when I found that out, I really didn't change my diet. Right. But it was laying in the hospital bed and and going okay a year after we got married yeah and and you know my doctor at the time told me that uh you know you've got maximum six months you can have a heart attack or stroke virtually any day now Mm -hmm. and uh you will not survive past six months right and i was thinking about it i was thinking okay i'm laying here and i'm gonna die because what because i'm stubborn and want to keep eating the stuff i'm eating and i won't try anything else like it's just stupid like you know, die, you know, saving somebody in a birding, birding building or... Just note that I didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
No, but you know what I mean? I mean, you realize, okay, this yeah. is just a stupid I'm way holding to, on to something. This is a stupid way to die. This is just stupid. Right. And, uh, and you know, if you want to be a man, then man up and be around here for your wife and for your family, you know, right. and, and for others that you love and love you, right? Mm-hmm. And don't, you know... I'm going to die over a steak. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, come on. It's just stupid, right? And so that's when I really kind of, I, I don't know, if you, you want to call it rock bottom or the lights went on. Right. Um, Same and, thing. And, and you were sitting there and and you spent the whole five days we were there. Well, yeah, because we were at the hospital for five days and we saw a ton of doctors and none of them gave us any options other than take a pile of medications and all of them had side effects. And the now most important one being that I wouldn't be able to have sex or it would be very <laughs> difficult. I said, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Absolutely not taking any of this. So Anna and jumped on Google and just was, re- you spent the whole five days researching. Basically. I basically spent the five days researching and, you know, back then, cause that was six years ago, almost, um, there was less talk about gut health. There was less talk about anti-inflammatory diets. You know, all of the stuff that now it's becoming more popular, um, we we didn't hear much about that. And certainly the doctors didn't present those options, but um, Google did. And so that's the route we took. And basically we changed our menu that we start the day with an extremely anti-inflammatory smoothie that has... More well, ve- we, more we, vegetables we, in it that you could consume we, in a day. We changed a lot of things. We changed a lot of we things. We changed a lot of things. But First the, of it was a way of thinking. Um, Terry's way of thinking. <laughs> it was my way of thinking. <laughs> we changed that. But we changed, um, you know, the, I, th- I think, you know, I was under the assumption, again, if I don't eat this much beef and this much, you know, food and stuff every day, I'm going to dwindle away to nothing, which was absolutely false you know (laughs) i uh you know i put on muscle easier now than i probably ever have and it's the re the reason is is we we took care of the inflammation and we took care of my gut health right is what we did and the gut health by improving how my my gut functions you actually digest your food you digest and absorb more and i put on muscle easier and faster than probably when i did in my 30s and, and and 20s right and uh uh, as far as fitness level, way more fit now, way easier to get back into shape when I've taken a break, um, you know, far less injuries than I've ever had before. And so it's just like, man, this is so like, imagine if I would have started this in my 20s, what it'd be like, right? No kidding. But um, but that was the thing. It was just a lot of changes. And I want to, I've I got to preface this right away uh, uh, by saying that this is not prescriptive. We're not telling you if you have heart issues, goodness sakes, don't do this. <laughs> No. Don't do what I did necessarily. We're not doctors. Yeah, we're not doctors. <laughs> Don't refuse the medication. This just worked for me. Right. Um, but look into it. Don't just do your listen. own research. Chat, you know, I would Google gut health. I would go I would Google anti inflammatory diet. I would, I would Google, Google inflammation. Inflammation, um, leaky gut. Um, all of all of those things are combined and those are all of the things that we've changed in order to change your health. Uh, basically the the last visit with the cardiologist. <laughs> okay, you got to share that story because <laughs> that makes my day. Yeah, the last visit I had with the cardiologist and they, they you know, hit me with everything. And, and uh, long story short, when in 2001, I had an ejection fraction. So when your heart beats, uh, you know, a percentage of blood leaves your heart and a, and a good healthy heart has an ejection fraction of 55 to 70% mm-hmm. of the blood leaves your heart. 
I was at 35 in 2001. Right. I was in congestive heart failure in 2001. Right. And presumably it got better. I was given 10 to 15 years max. And the doctor did not like weightlifters. I was, a, I was 245 pounds at the time. And, uh, and he says, no, no, you did this to yourself. He said, the only way you can cure this is a heart transplant. And he says, you're never going to get it on a list because you did this yourself from lifting weights. That's what he told me. What a nice doctor. And he said, if you stop everything you're doing, you might live 15 years maximum he said if you don't you know maximum you'll live is 10 um so last year was my 15 years right but uh no no the year La- before yeah the year before so i'm two years past my yeah my dead date yes so. <laughs> yes <laughs> but the thing of it is, is and um, and you got checked uh last year by the cardiologist well, uh, that's just yeah. it from the cardiologist when i left last year for my final checkup uh, this is after we changed the diet, after we did all the stuff that we're going to talk about shortly. Um, my ejection fraction was 65. The highest end is 70. I was at 65. Normal is between 55 and 70. I was at 65. I had no discernible plaque in my body. It could be found anywhere. Uh, my blood pressure was the low end of normal, like very, very healthy, very, very fit man's blood pressure. Um, and your heart was no longer enlarged. And my heart was no longer enlarged. And, uh, and they couldn't believe yeah, <laughs> what you did. <laughs> they couldn't believe they couldn't believe it. I was telling them about my tests in 2001, but the hospital that I had it done in was right next door. And it says, hey, you can pull the records next door. Right. And uh, so anyway, long story short, it's just like we got we got a new shot at this. You know, we prayed about it a lot. And, and I, I believe that God had his hand in all of that. Um, but the thing that is, is that eating you the still, food that we did. You still have to do it. You know, well, God still can do point the work. in the right direction. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so the thing that is, is that uh, he gave me this hippie wife, <laughs> this Brazilian hippie wife. That, uh, Stubborn wife. No, she still shaves her legs and she's got nothing. She has no ill feelings towards lingerie and high heels and things like that. Just... Just uh, it's just in more like like the Mostly nutrition department, right? Nutrition and medicine and stuff like that. Right. I I I'm not against um, medication, but I feel like that should be your last resort, you know, and not and not the first thing that you do whenever right. you have anything. Medication wrong with has him. got its place, of course it does. You know, but you need to understand, like antibiotics. You know, I just got a really really bad infection, was laid up for two weeks, and. And I had to have antibiotics, of but course. but you have to understand when you take antibiotics, it can destroy the the healthy flora in your stomach. So you need um, probiotics, probiotics to and bring it back to normal, to bring yeah. it back to health. And so it's it's great to understand how it's important to understand how everything works, and and also understand that your doctor is not necessarily a nutritionist, and your doctor is not necessarily somebody that understands healing your body naturally. That's that's the thing that has amazed me the the most because I mean, let's be honest, Terry has um. Here we go. <laughs> he has a way to visit the the doctor often. I don't know this man I'm breaking something or always, cutting something or always breaking, you know. something catching a virus or you know whatever. Now that we have kids, when the kids get sick, Terry gets sick. You know, but um, but so the more doctors I talk to and I explain, you know, how we heal something or how we took care of something, just with nutrition and supplements, you know, naturally. Uh, the more I learn that doctors don't learn that in school, like the, after well, ho- medicine, of their entire curriculum is set, like, yeah, the assumption is they're doctors. They know everything about everything. Right. The reality is, is that medicine is a specialized 
thing. Correct. You know what I mean? It's not, medical doctors are not necessarily dentists and they're not necessarily chiropractors and they're not necessarily nutritionists. And the, you know and the assumption mean? is or that they would be. Right, yes. but they're not. They're just, they're, right. they're medical doctors that study what they do to, 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 to diagnose mm-hmm. a disease and treat it, right? That's what and, they and problems it, and treat it. In this country, I mean... Um, it just became the norm to go to the doctor and come out with a prescription, you know, regardless of what you have. Like, I remember um, we were foster parents and we have this these two little girls and we took them in the end of March. And I had to take one, uh, one of them to the doctor because she had a sinus infection or something like that. And, of course, I brought both of them because I couldn't leave one at home. So the doctor prescribed antibiotics for her and she goes... Oh, and here's a prescription for her sister because she'll probably catch it too. And I'm going. Like, she hasn't got it yet. Why would you? No. Treat it? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know. So uh, I I feel like you have to be proactive, taking care of your own self and your family. And I think it's important to say that there's nothing. The doctor's saving you a trip. They're being. They're they're offering you some convenience. The right. problem is, is if you do not educate yourself and understand what those antibiotics are for and when you should use them. Uh, you know, the, you you don't want to just give them to a kid if the kid doesn't need it. Right. You know what I mean? Because it can do damage long term, correct? Well, right. You know, there can be problems. And so, so the thing is, is that uh, I guess what, what we're talking about here is just educate yourself as much as you can on, in my case, uh, primarily, uh, you know, inflammation and gut health. These inflammation are two very, very important and gut things. health has been proven to be the root of all autoimmune disease. Right. And, and I'm not saying that you can cure all autoimmune disease without any medication. That's not what I'm saying. But Just that they have a role. They have a role. And I can tell you for sure that if you reduce the inflammation in your body, whatever autoimmune problems you have will be more under now, control. No, and we're not experts. This uh, is no. what you've learned, and, and this is what we've exactly. applied. This is what and we've applied that's what I've had lives. about... Uh, 20 people try and right. have great results with. So right. it doesn't hurt you. That's the well, thing with, is, that's the thing like medication, yeah. it has side effects, good food, anti-inflammatory diet, no side effects right. other than feeling better. And I mean, there's this thing, this, this whole, like my generation, there's this whole pushback on organic and all this kind of stuff. And the thing of it is, is that Dude, I was eating organic before we knew it was organic. It was just my granny's garden. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, and and that's that's the way we did things, you know, and then it became, you know, everything was fertilizers and bug sprays and every kind, you know, and then we then you, there's a there's a price to pay for that on right. your health and then we realized that so now we call it organic, but Dude, when I was a kid, that's what we ate. Everything was organic. That's the truth. <laughs> yeah. Know? And, they, you know, people say, well, my grandfather ate whatever he wanted. and He lived to be 100. Yeah, but food was different back then. Right, it was. You know, and even like the animals weren't fed what they're No, fed I mean, the far- farming yeah. practices were very, very different. In the summertime, you turned the animals out into a pasture and they ate what they would find naturally in the pasture. Right. And then in the wintertime, you would feed them feed. And you would feed them hay, right? That's right. what you would feed them, and and that and they stayed. You know, they still go out to pasture unless it was super super cold. But mm-hmm. but and uh, we're talking Canada now, right? But the thing of it is, is they weren't just penned up in a barn, right? And fed things to make their bodies grow super super fast, and and given lots of antibiotics, so growth that they hormone don't get and sick. antibiotics, yes, right? Because and, it's overpopulated, and right? It was just so so that was just what we would call that now. We would organic call that, meat, yeah, organic meat, you <laughs> yeah. know. Pi- <laughs> 
pasture raised. Right. It's just they didn't have a name for it back then right. because the problem hadn't existed because we didn't introduce a lot of these other things, drugs and chemicals. Correct. So, so when I look at it now, I go back, dude, I, you know, when I was a kid, I ate organic everything. Right. You see what I mean? Right. And, and it's just now. So I'm truly taking you back to your roots. <laughs> it's all about you, isn't it, baby? Every time. But, I think uh, it's funny because you fought me on it for so long. <laughs> so I gotta, so you're just going to beat me up now, right? A little bit, yeah. Okay, I guess you're allowed to do that. <laughs> no, it's the thing, though. It's just it, it, there, there are prejudices about everything. You know, people all, I think all people are, have a tendency to harbor prejudices. And, and the more that I've started to read, because I used to fight you on everything. And now, wisely, you just send me a link and make me read it, right? <laughs> and there's an exam there's an exam an hour later and if I don't read it and then there's no sex that night so I started <laughs> reading a lot <laughs> so so it's uh but the thing is is I started to read it myself and it's not just one source it's a variety of sources and they're reputable sources you know it's not the natural news you know what I Correct. mean yeah. it's uh these are reliable sources and and from a number of reliable sources and and so I've learned a great great deal and it's just about eating you know, I wouldn't go in the backyard and let my kid eat dog crap. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. I want to know that, you know, and if there's something there that there's growing on a tree, I'm not just going to let them pluck it off the tree and eat it either. You know, right. I'm going to be careful. And so why would I be less careful just because I bought it from a store, you know? Right. Yeah. You want exactly. to know what's in that food. You know, we, we worry about, God forbid, you know, we're not going to give our kid an aspirin or anything like that, but we'll, we'll, we don't think about what food is and you know it, it, we put it What's into in our the body food. every yeah. day yeah we're pouring it in there and then we yeah. wonder why cancer rates have gone so high and stuff like that it's just we don't consider our food mm-hmm. as a, you know something that can potentially really hurt you hurt you, harm your health mm-hmm. you know what i mean and you know what as a consequence to all this changes like i'm gonna i'm gonna be honest i i join you right in you know just first of all to take away all of the Gas work, you know, we just mm-hmm. eat the same same diet and uh, share. And it was nice too because you supported what I was doing. You know, it wasn't for your health; it was just it was for me, but it was for your you benefit from. Well, and that's what I was gonna say. Like it has completely. Like I have always thought that I ate v- very healthy, and I've always been in shape for the past twenty years or whatever. But what I've noticed the most is my skin, mm-hmm. and especially on my face. You know, as I age, it. it I actually, the first couple of years, I saw my aging signs regressing, you know, to mm-hmm. to looking younger. And that's just it, anything that is... I had anti- to check your ID once. Anti-inflammatory. <laughs> I thought it, I was in a time capsule. Yeah, I, I thought so too. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just no, like there's true. no losing. And um, our foster son, we've had him since he was four months old and... He's eaten this way just he's because two now. he's almost two now. He's eaten this way uh, just because that's how we eat at our house. Even our dogs eat that way. And it's interesting to see his palate. Mm-hmm. And like he loves ginger and and he's not like we don't. He loves anything green. Anything, anything green, green, anything with ginger in it. And we don't limit like um, we don't keep him from having any sugar. But when he does, he'll have a couple bites and then he's over it. Mm-hmm. And he'll rather have like one of his favorite things is this little gluten free pasta with butternut squash sauce. That mm-hmm. it's very unique, but that's 
that's how he was raised. He, you know, that's what he likes. I mean, that's a whole nother topic is, is feeding your kids. But the thing of it is, is that's, that's what he likes. And the other, the other girls that were. Oh, they came to us. They were two, uh, almost two and almost three. And all they ate was sugar and processed foods. Right. And now they're eating more like this. And they, the, the, the thing that I noticed the most, uh, this is bad to say. No, it, it's the truth. It's and just it's we go in their room after the morning and it was, the smell was just yeah. like a buzzard off a crap wagon. It's like the, and the, imagine it's just a the two smell in of their a, body, like yeah, their skin. The skin, exactly. And you then would now reek. it's not like that anymore. Mm-mm. They changed so much and they used to have eczema and that yeah. went away. Um, they, they used to only drink apple juice and now they only drink water and they ask for it and they, they guzzle it down. Yeah. But you can see like um, they got healthier, they got taller, they got bigger, but they, they also... love, love, love fresh fruit now. And stuff. Yeah. I mean, this is a whole other show. <laughs> they were, they we're talking about our kids now. I, I think what we want to get back on point and basically what it is, is women that are married to guys my age or guys that are listening that are, you know, not in their 20s anymore and they're bulletproof. Uh, you know, it's, it's just the sooner you start to consider the things you put into your body, and especially if you're interested in fitness, you know, how can you be fit and be so concerned about the shoe you're wearing and so concerned about the water you're drinking and the hydration system you're using and all that kind of stuff and not be concerned about the food you're eating? You right. know, the food you eat can destroy your health. And for me, I, I never went, I never used any of the prescription drugs I was given. Yeah. And uh, we did this entirely just by changing the foods that I ate and the things that I drank. And, mm-hmm. and honestly, it wasn't... Um, you know, and I mean, there's lots of people out there that don't have the knowledge, but they just, oh, this is healthy, you know, and, and we didn't do that. We actually educated ourselves and continue to do so on a daily basis. Um, and, and there's still things I enjoy. I like ice cream. I like ice cream cones, you know, and I like. I right. Like, you don't have that every day. You have no. it, you know, a couple when times When I want it, I have yeah. it. You yeah. know what I mean? But I just, I don't want it all the time. You know, I know what makes me feel good and I just want to feel good. And so if I want to go out and have ribs, I go out and have ribs, you know, if we want to have. And then the so next I, day you feel like. <laughs> well, that's usually because I eat way too much. But, <laughs> but you know what I mean? I mean, I can have red meat if I want to have red meat. That's exactly. just I don't want to have it every day because I feel better if I have this other stuff. Right. You know, if I have my chicken every day or. So so that's the thing. It's just, you know, making the change, um, set aside the prejudice. Uh, you know, you're not bulletproof. Your brain might be, your spirit, your heart, your will. You may be able to push and drive through anything. You're a tough guy. But your body is just biologically that not that much different than everybody's. And and uh, you can end up... I mean, there's so many of my buddies in the last two years have fallen over dead. And most of them have been preventable deaths. Right. And it all goes back to eating the way I ate and doing the things that I used to do. And I just don't do those things anymore. And I've never felt... Honestly, I'm a, I've never felt better. And, and I think that's important to say, too. You hear a lot of people say, well, now it's too late. You know, I'm, oh, gosh, I'm towards no. the end of my life and it's never too late. No. You can truly change your whole entire health around and have healthy, productive, fun years ahead. Yeah. You know, it's just I think sometimes people have been hurting for so long and just not feeling good and that they they don't have the will. But if you can find that strength to make those changes, it's so worth it. Yeah. I mean, as you get older, I mean, any any athlete or anybody is going to know this as you get older, joint pain is just a kind of a constant thing. And so I used to take aspirins every day for that. And mm-hmm. so I used to take Advil sometimes. And 
I don't use any of that stuff anymore. I don't need it because I just don't have the joint pain because I'm not all inflamed. Now, if I have sugar, then I'll feel it. You know, mm-hmm. if I have it once, it's not a big deal. But if we go somewhere like a big birthday party or a big celebration and there's lots of that stuff going on and, you know, a little bit of alcohol and like that, man, I'll be, I'll be, I can feel it mm-hmm. the, the, for, the, for the next few days. That's the difference. And I'm not going to even say anything about your amber necklace. <laughs> well. I said I wasn't going to say anything. Okay. <laughs> so when we got Jesse, he was teething. And Anna heard about this amber necklace that you can get. It's a teething necklace, right? Right. And so it was like, yeah, whatever, right? And What so, is that going to do around his neck? He's but she teething. pinged a whole bunch of people on Facebook. And everybody said, oh, my God, it's the best thing. It's the best thing. You got to do that. You got to do that. You got to get him this. So we got him this thing. And from the day we put it around his neck, to this day, he's never had a fever or experienced a lot of discomfort. You know, he still drools and stuff like that. And, you know, he's teething, but slept like a rock every night. You know, he just didn't have the the severity of problems that you get with kids that are teething. Mm-hmm. And so I had, I've got some damage in my neck. I've got two discs that are badly damaged. And so doing photo shoots, I used to have to take... Pain vi- pills. Vi- yeah, Vicodin yeah. and... Uh, for Advil before every photo shoot or I couldn't move my neck for like a month or two afterwards right yeah and so um and I did that for you know a few years right so we bought this stupid amber necklace (laughs) a year and a half ago yeah and it took me about a week or two and pretty soon I didn't need and I haven't taken Vicodin since right for my neck right doing photo shoots I just don't have neck pain like that and I think that's the problem. Sometimes the answer is so simple, we don't actually want to believe it. And you know what helps is when your wife doesn't tease you about it <laughs> and bring it up in podcasts. And we're not talking about amber necklaces, you know. We are. We're talking that makes about it all so easy natural. to change. <laughs> <laughs> when, when your mocking wife makes a fool of you. <laughs> I know you're man enough to take it. Okay, I was when I started this podcast. <laughs> well, thank you for inviting me. I don't know if you're going to have yeah, me as a guest I don't know if I'll have you often. back anytime soon. We've got to pull out some secrets about you. Anyways, thanks for listening. Listen, if you've got a family member that is struggling with heart Auto issues... Immune autoimmune problems, things like that. Seriously, uh, give some thought to to researching gut health and researching... Um, anti-inflammatory. In, yeah, well, inflammation or anti, anti-inflammatory diets and foods. And if you have any questions about it, you can contact... Uh, I'll let you contact Anna. Anna Tigre at me.com. A-N-A-T-I-G-R-E at me.com. And Anna can uh, send you some of the reference material that you read. Absolutely. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. We'll be back very soon with another episode of Good Light Unscripted, the podcast. Thank you, Tony.